Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outbound Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outbound Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Top story this week, Kickstarter update. We have reached the last week of the current Kickstarter campaign SRG Universe is running. Super Show the Comic issues 3 through 5. The campaign ends December 11th, noon Eastern Time. As of right now, there are currently 144 people backing the campaign, and they have pledged a total of 12,785 dollars. The next funding goal is 15,000 dollars. If the campaign can get 15,000 dollars in pledges, it will unlock three new cards. I've talked about these before. These are similar to cards like 3-4 Punch. That's the next funding goal. Community goals. Here's where we are as of right now with the community goals. We need 200 Kickstarter backers for that goal. We have, as I just said, as of right now, 144 backers. Kickstarter comment goal. We need 300 people to comment on the Kickstarter page. As of right now, there are currently 176 comments. We need 300 comments total. I said people a moment ago. We need 300 comments total. We're at 175. Share goal. If you go to the SRG Universe Facebook page, there is a post that is pinned or featured at the top. It starts with the words, oh, hey, man. It contains a video. That must be shared 300 times to unlock a goal. Right now, at last count, 82 shares. It has been shared 82 times. Now, I learned earlier this week, sharing to your story does not count as a share. You cannot share to your story and have that count. I'm not sure if sharing to Twitter counts. I don't believe it does, but you can try that. Share to Twitter, come back, refresh the post, see if the share number goes up. I know sharing to your Facebook feed works. I know sharing to a group works. We're at 82 out of 300. The last community goal, the tagging goal. You have to tag somebody on that same post on the SRG Universe Facebook page. We need 200 tags. As of right now, there are 32 comments. I know not all of those comments include a tag. So we need around 170 to 175 tags to unlock that goal. Those are all of the community goals. That's where we are as of right now with the Kickstarter campaign. Again, less than seven days to increase the backer number, increase the funding amount, 
hit the community goals. We can do it. It is absolutely 100% possible to get the share goal, get the comment goal, get the tagging goal. The key is participation. If people participate in going for the goals, they are entirely achievable. The only thing that is preventing us from reaching the goals is people just aren't doing it. With a 300 share goal, for example, we have 144 backers. If 60 of those backers shared five times, we'd achieve the share goal. As of right now, though, we only have 82. I know I've shared way more than five times, but none of these goals are out of reach. These are all goals we can achieve if the people want to go for it. If the people want to try to unlock more Super Show cards, this is a great way to do it to add value to your Kickstarter pledge with things that really just take you know a couple button clicks to do. That's where we are with the Kickstarter campaign. PAX Unplugged was this weekend. At the time I'm recording this, I believe PAX Unplugged is still going on, but there's just a little time left. Let me go through with you what I consider to be the major events of PAX Unplugged. Three days of gaming will start with Friday, December 2nd. There were two major events on Friday. The first was a singles event. They tried out some new rules in this singles event. Let me give those rules to you. First, you can only ask to look at your opponent's discard pile three times a match. So you had to use any questions about the discard pile sparing. Once you asked a third time, it was over. Cards like Apocalypse, Rejected, and Derailed could only have their non-stop effects work once per match. So the first time a player plays Apocalypse, either as a stop or offensively, after the stop part resolves, if that matters, each player discards all the cards they have in play, and then the next time that same Apocalypse would be played, all it does is stop. You would treat the rest as if the text were blank. The final new rule involved a time limit. The rounds were timed. If a match was still going, when the time was reached, the match would immediately go to crowd meter 5. There would be a 5 minute overtime period, for lack of a better term. And then after that 5 minutes had elapsed, if there was no winner, the match would be declared a draw. I have no information about how many players were in the event, what the top cut was, if there were any stipulations. All I know is that the winner of the event, using a competitor based on his late friend, the competitor Jexy, was Funtime Bob. Funtime Bob wins the opening event of PAX Unplugged. Congratulations to Funtime Bot. The second major event on Friday was the PAX Unplugged Tag Team Tournament. I don't have a lot of details on this. 
There was a new rule instituted for this tournament. Both partners in the tag team had to use different entrance cards. So, for example, if player A in the tag team was using rolling in with the ring general, player B could not use rolling in with the ring general. Player B had to use a different entrance card. Again, I don't have information here about the number of players, the cuts, stipulations, anything like that. What I know is that the finals matchup was the team of Hal at the Golden Moon, that's Johnny Eldorado playing as Primalata, and Rick Rocket Gonzalez playing as Johnny Eldorado, versus the other guys. Simon Davner as Johnny Gargano, and Stephen Poland as Mr. C. Which I think that might actually be Mr. C himself. I could be wrong on that. But they squared off. Tag team match. Crowd meter three. The winners of the PAX Unplugged Tag Team Tournament. Howl at the Golden Moon. I'm not surprised. I faced this tag team. The team of Johnny Eldorado and Primalata competitors at Gen Con. At Gen Con, it was piloted by Johnny Eldorado himself and the Cherry Glamazon. It was a great team then, and I'm not surprised it went all the way to the finals and won here. Congratulations to Howl at the Golden Moon for winning Friday. There was one featured match on Friday. This was a match between the Phoenix EV Fresh and the prize fighter Simon Davner. I believe, and I'm not 100% here, I believe the conditions were if Simon won, EV's LFF career would be over. If EV won, the identity of the star maker would be revealed. This was a last competitor standing match. To the best of my knowledge, it went to crowd meter four. And the winner, because his opponent could not break out in ten breakout rolls, was the Phoenix Evie Fresh. Evie Fresh played as the Phoenix Evie Fresh in the match. The prize fighter played as the new version of Brian Cage. But Evie Fresh emerges victorious, and it is revealed that the star maker is none other than EV Fresh. Very much a shock. I wasn't expecting that, but that's what happened. That was Friday. Saturday, there are two major events and one championship match that I'm aware of. Saturday, we have the first event, the Play Pure Tournament. There had been some discussion earlier in the week about the Grump Danny Thunder, the current Play Pure champion. It was originally thought he was not going to be at PAX Unplugged, and so he would have to vacate the championship without ever being able to defend it, so to speak, by playing in the tournament and using the Play Pure quasi entrance card. But he showed up at PAX Unplugged to play in the Play Pure tournament. Now, 
to remind people about the Play Peer Tournament. In the Play Peer Tournament, you cannot use any entrance cards, any spectacles, or any skill requirement cards. You cannot use any generic finish cards at 28 through 30 unless you are one of three specific competitors that do not have a full set of finish cards. I believe those competitors going from memory are AR Fox, GoGo, and Drew Gulak. You have to play the printed finishes they have. That is the finishes that have the logo that is on their card. And then you can play generics. If you have a competitor that has multiple finish logos on their card, you can play those finishes as well. Other rules for the Play Peer Tournament. There's no countout in Play Peer matches. There are disqualifications, so you can lose the match via disqualification. If you play an unstoppable card or unstoppable finish, it is only unstoppable once per game. So if you would play that finish a second time and it would be unstoppable that second time, it's not. It's only unstoppable once per game. Now, I did mention that the Grump Danny Thunder was there as the Play Pure champion. He was able to use the Play Pure belt. The effect of the Play Pure belt in the tournament is this once per match. If you have fewer than three cards in your hand, add the top two cards of your deck to your hand. So the Grump could have used that during this tournament as long as he was in it. Now, again, like with most of these tournaments, I don't know anything about players. I don't know anything about rounds. All I know is the finals matchup. The finals of the Play Pure tournament saw the Grump Danny Thunder as Funtime Bob versus El Hombre Cybernetico as El Hombre Cybernetico. Now, to recap, the Grump was playing as Funtime Bob. Because the Grump won the championship with Funtime Bob, he is the only person that could use Funtime Bob in a Play Pure tournament. And if he wins a second time, Funtime Bob is retired. He'll have to use a new competitor next time he plays. This is a main event match in the finals. That goes, I believe, to CrowdMeter 2. The winner of the PAX Unplugged Play Pure Tournament is the Grump Danny Thunder. He retains. He's the only person to ever win two Play Pure Tournaments. Congratulations to him. He remains champion. He's lobbying to change the belt from being more like a cup as it is to being more like a belt, like all the other belts. I hope that doesn't happen. I think we have too many championships as is. I don't think we should be adding another one to the mix. But that's what the Grump is lobbying for. As of right now, the general manager of the Play Pure division, Jeremy Steigerwald, has announced the next Play Pure tournament will be at Grand Gathering 3, that is March 2023. Watch for that. I should be at Grand Gathering 3, so I should be covering that 
when that happens. The next major event, Saturday night, we have the PAX Unplugged Championship Tournament, the main singles event. I don't know how many players there were in the tournament. Here's the format that I saw. In the bullet round portion, the opening round portion, you played, I believe, three to four matches. If you lost your first two to three, you were out. There's a little confusion. I saw 0-3 you were out, but I also saw 0-2 you were out. We'll just say for sure if you were 0-3, you were out. If you were 3-0, you were undefeated, you got into the top cut. If you were 2-1, you pretty much made the top cut. If you were 1-2, you might have been on the bubble. If you were 2-2 two two, when the bullet round portion ended, I believe the bullet round portion was two hours. They gave players two hours to get their matches in. You were also out. A little bit confusing, but the gist of it is 3-0s were in, 2-1s were in, and then there might have been some playoffs for some other spots. I don't know. What I do know is after the bullet rounds, they cut to a top 16, and it was single elimination to a final. So round of 16 to a quarterfinal round to a semifinal round to a final round. I don't know if there were stipulations in the round of 16 or the quarterfinals. I don't believe there were stipulations in the semifinals. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. The semifinal matchups were the Dark Prince, formerly known as the Nightmare King, playing as the original version of Brian Cage, versus Big Match Pete, the current LFF World Heavyweight Champion, playing as Jay White. The other matchup was Le Penguin, playing as Mr. Pop and Twist, and the Play Pure Champion, the Grump Danny Thunder, playing as Charlie Tiger. The winners in the semifinal round and your PAX Unplugged World Championship Singles Tournament finalists were the Dark Prince and the Grump Danny Thunder. So they face off. Three potential stipulations. One is chosen at random. The randomly chosen stipulation was Steel Chain. The other two that did not get picked ended up being Tables and Ladders, if my memory serves me correctly. So, Dark Prince versus the Grump versus Chili Danny Thunder, whatever you want to call them. This ends up being a relatively short match. The Dark Prince wins the majority of the turn rolls, and after, I want to say, three to four turns, he's able to hit a finish. He rolls a 10. And the Grump is unable to break out. The winner of the PAX Unplugged World Championship Singles Tournament is Michael Nichols, the Dark Prince. Congratulations to the Dark Prince for this victory. The featured match, the championship match that took place on Saturday was the LFF Tri-State Tag Team Championship. This was not streamed. And I really didn't see a lot of information about this posted anywhere. The champions going in were, I believe, a higher class team of Big Match Pete and Loudmouth Leo Larynx playing via Freebird rules. 
The Challengers were a relatively new team. The star maker, Evie Fresh, and the prize fighter, Simon Davner. And at Crowdmeter 5, the winners via the Gargano Escape, new LFF Tri-State Tag Team Champions, the prize fighter, and the star maker. Congratulations to them for winning that championship. That brings us to Sunday. We were not sure going into Sunday if the tournament would be a trios tournament or a tornado tag team tournament. It would be chosen by vote from the players that were at PAX Unplugged. They chose Tornado Tag. Again, I have no details about the Tornado Tag tournament other than the finals. The finalists were the Cheetah as Two Cats, Two Purious, and Jeffrey Fox as the New Wool Order. This is the original tag team, Wooly Bully and Slash Gordon. This is a very short match. It only goes to crowd meter zero. The winner rolling a 22, the Cheetah. The Cheetah wins the PAX Unplugged Tornado Tag Team Tournament. Congratulations to him for winning that tournament. That is all the information I have about PAX Unplugged. There were some thoughts that we might see a World Heavyweight Championship match, considering the champion was in the building. That didn't happen. And as far as I know, there were no other championship matches this weekend either. There were new releases. The new releases came out Saturday at noon on the website. Normally they come out on Fridays. This came out on Saturday. And they were kind of in two waves. Everything came out on Saturday right away except for one entrance card. The entrance card featuring Nerd D came out later. But last I looked, we had six new 1 through 27 cards. We had 11 new competitors and two new entrances. So if you're interested in those, those are on the website now. One of those, the competitor set for the SRG antagonist, Ant West's competitor, is labeled as con exclusive. I don't know if that means It'll go off sale when PAX Unplugged ends. We will just have to see. Those are out there now. You can pick them up now. You can wait and see if when the dojo happens on Tuesday, any of those go on sale and you can pick them up then. That would certainly be a more budget-friendly option. But that's what's going on. That is the news out of PAX Unplugged. Other news from this week. There have been two championship announcements. The first, last week on Talk of the Universe, the general manager of the trios division, the Italian Mambata, announced the first contender for new champion, Practicite. That contender is Bobby Motherlovin, Ohio. Bobby O will take on Practicite the first Wednesday of 2023. That's January 4th, 2023, presumably after Talk of the Universe, possibly before. We'll just have to see. The other championship announcement on December 18th, two weeks from today, as I'm recording this, the LFF 
Tag Team Championship will be defended on Sunday Night Fights. The current champions, the Dangerous Alliance, will take on the challengers who won the Origins Tag Team Tournament this year, the Animal Kingdom. So we will see Ricky Riot and the Collector Sean Loeb versus the Cheetah and the Penguin. That's the matchup for Sunday Night Fights in two weeks. We also had an announcement from E.V. Fresh, the current general manager of the tag team division, about the championship belts. There's been an upgrade to the effect of the championship belts. And I'll do my best to interpret it. It's not written down anywhere. The general manager just said, here's what they do. So, the belts still do what they did before. At the start of the match, each player draws two cards. Both players have the belt in play. They each draw two cards at the start of the match. When you and your partner double team or your partner successfully makes a save roll, you each draw one card. So, you're the tag team champions. Turn roll. If you roll power, your partner rolls power, and you tag, you must elect a tag in this case. If you tag, you each draw a card. That's before any sort of drawing for winning the turn roll or drawing for any gimmick. If, and you're the tag team champions, if your opponent hits a finish on one of the champions, the champion rolls for the breakout. He rolls power. If his partner also rolls power in a save roll, then they each draw a card from that. That is the effect of the belt as of right now for this match, and more than likely the effect of the belts for the tag team champions going forward. One last thing before I talk about tournament results from this past week. We've been waiting for this to happen for a while, but I reported weeks past that the developers of the Super Show Go app were looking for people to be playtesters during the alpha build. The applications to be playtesters finally released on Saturday, around noon, around the same time that the new releases came out, the applications were posted. Per the applications, they were looking for 25 people to play on Android, 25 people to play on iOS, so Apple and non-Apple. I don't know if they got all 25. I don't know if they got more than 25 per operating system. None of that's been announced. The applications are still out. You can go to the SRG Super Show Discussion Group on Facebook, search for the application, go to it, try to click on it. It's a Google document. They want your email address. They want your name. They want the operating system you'd be playing on. That's what they're asking for in the application. And then presumably over the next days, weeks, however long of time there is, they'll reach out to the people who apply that they want to be their playtesters. But that finally happened for the Super Show Go app. Let's talk about the online tournaments from this past week. We will start with Monday night 
consigliere fights. There were 16 players in this tournament, divided up into four groups, four players per group. Each player played the other three members of their group. Top two records from each group advanced into the top cut. So cut to a top eight. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were played using the last competitor standing stipulation. In the semifinal round, all of the matches were buddy building matches. And the finals match was a Liger's Den match. There was also a third place match that also used Liger's Den. Your top four were in fourth place playing as Slime Girl, Yasmin. In third place playing as Luna Hallows, Zach Atchley. The finalists were Will Priest as Homicide versus Chris Pate as Ricky Wright, with the winner. Chris Pate as Ricky Wright. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning Monday Night Consigliere Fights. This brings us to Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. There were 12 players in this tournament, two groups, six players per group. Each player played the other five in their group. Top three records advanced into the top cut. So we have six players in the top cut. Based on what I'm seeing, and I could be wrong here, but based on what I'm seeing, it was a triad semifinal match, and then the winners of the triad matches faced off in the finals. The top four here were, in fourth place, playing as Fox Assassin, Chris Bridges. In third place, playing as Razzle Dazzle, Matt Barone. The finalists were Yasmeen as Big Bad Bobby D and Chris Pate as Ricky Riot, with the winner Chris Pate as Ricky Riot. So Chris Pate won both online tournaments this week. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning both tournaments this week. As I'm recording this, there is currently an in-person tournament going on at Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky. Let me give you what's going on, the results I have for that tournament. From what it looks like, they had eight players. They played three rounds of Swiss. And after the three rounds, the top three players by record were at 2-1, and one, getting third place, Alexander Slamilton as the ringleader. In second place, also at 2-1, and one, Harvey Luster as the Immortal Warrior, and the winner going 3-0, playing as the Sheeple's Champion, the Sheeple's Champion himself, Kirk Polka. Congratulations to him for winning this event. Speaking of Misos Games in Louisville, Kentucky, I have an announcement. I've received this information directly from Mr. Polka himself. January 21st, at Misos Game Room in Louisville, Kentucky, the Matt Stevens Memorial Grand Battle will be taking place. Those are all the details I have right now, but look for more details to come out. There's still about six weeks to go until this happens. Matt Stevens, as many of you may or may not be aware, was a local Louisville player who passed away 
suddenly, a few years back, he has his own competitor in the game that was made in tribute. His two daughters have also been made in the game as competitors. The Witch's Apprentice, based on his daughter Shelby Stevens, and Haley Stevens, based on his daughter Haley Stevens. I don't have any more details about this event, but January 21st, Misos Games, Louisville, Kentucky, Matt Stevens, Grand Battle Memorial Tournament. As far as future tournaments, other future tournaments coming up, as of right now, there's nothing posted on supershowthegame.com for next week, but Monday night, there's usually a tournament. Thursday night, there's usually a tournament. On Twitch, Tuesday nights, they usually have Dojo, where people can basically sign up on Twitch to come in and play for cards. So those are going on. We may see more events get posted throughout the week. Oh, we do have, I almost forgot this, the next Veterans event will be happening very soon. Let me check the date on that right now. Yes, the next Veterans Belt Tournament, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, next Saturday, December 10th, $5 entrance fee. It is not limited to veterans, so you can sign up and play not being a veteran. The highest ranking veteran in this tournament will end up getting a shot at the Veterans Championship. We already have one contender determined for that belt. It's the Star Maker EV Fresh. The highest ranking veteran in this tournament coming up will get the second shot at the belt. It will be a group stage tournament. There will be random stipulations in the top cut for each match in the top cut. The finals will be a main event match. If you are undefeated into the top cut, you can either pick your opponent in the top cut, first match of the top cut, or you can match up to other players in the top cut, or you can cancel a stipulation. The winner of this tournament will receive a Champion of Kickstarter card. This is a great entrance card. It normally retails for $150. So if you don't have one, good prize to go get. They have been raising money for the Veterans Championship belt. I can report that belt has been fully funded. So after they determine the second challenger, and after the two contenders fight to determine who the inaugural champion will be, I'm assuming that champion will now have the championship belt. That is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I'd like to thank all of you for listening. I'd like to encourage you to help meet the community goals for the Kickstarter campaign. And a good day.